the question I wanted to ask Josh and his column is up there right now. And it is a very good one because we do not talk about, I don't believe enough that this offense relies on communication from the sideline and I think has been affected in particularly the Georgia game last year by loud crowd noise. So Josh, do you think that there is always going to be an intrinsic issue with Tennessee's offense on the road in a hostile environment, or do you think they're growing into that and they'll be okay moving forward before I start to really break down some of your column, which is awesome. Well, they should be better off with Cooper Mays out there. They did not have him against Florida, and I think that hurt. But they had him against Georgia and against South Carolina last year, and Tennessee was affected there. I'm sure Tennessee is affected. Uh, Tennessee is also a team that early in the season is going through the change of Alex Golish is no longer there. It's Joey Halsley, who is the offensive coordinator with a new quarterback out there, Joe Milton. And they had some pre-snap issues even after they went to halftime and had the ability to adjust for the second half. They still found problems in the second half. Joe, on one particular play, was trying to make changes at the line as the clock was about to run out and uh, play clock. And Josh Heupel had to make a a quick decision to make a timeout to get his quarterback out of there. Uh, So, yeah, they've already shown issues. I expect that there will be issues again. I expect most teams are going to have issues on the road because that's that's how it's gone so far this season in college football, and I think it's especially tough right now. Fans are into these games, especially in the SEC, but Tennessee still should be able to go out and find success if they're able to make the plays. They should still be able to get guys – open and then it's up to them to connect that's been the bigger issue to me but yeah I mean it's a it's a question that has to be answered until they do can they actually put enough together on the road especially against a team as talented as Alabama is Caleb so Josh um I don't know if you saw this but uh, I pointed this out this is the lowest over under of Josh Heupel's career as a head coach this weekend at 48 which is crazy to think about with you're right with Cooper Mays back you would think there wouldn't be so many of the pre-snap issues but given the fact that this is a defensive oriented team now and they run the ball a lot more do you think that actually makes them better equipped to handle crowd noise than maybe the team last year that was all about tempo and moving the ball and throwing a lot yep maybe so um and by the way I was thinking more communication sideline to the field. I don't know about pre-snap penalties. I don't know if we're going to see too many times where the the right tackle is going to jump or any position that's just choosing a spot and it gets them backed up because then it really presents a challenge. As good as Tennessee has been running, if they're at first and 15 and behind, that's a lot more pressure on Jalen Wright and company to run. But if they're able to find success on the ground because they they couldn't at least consistently against Florida, that put too much pressure on Joe Milton. This is not the same offense we've seen over the last couple of years. Everybody recognizes that. That's why you're right. It's crazy that the over-under is at that number, but not based on what we've seen here recently. It's also crazy to think that's the number after last year, the losing team scored 49. The losing team by itself went over a year ago. Now the two teams are expected to be at that number combined, at least based on the projection. 
But uh, how they run the football is a, a massive deal here. Couldn't run it successfully against Florida. Couldn't do what they wanted to offensively. They couldn't really, against Texas A&M, do everything they wanted to, but the running game kept them in it. If the running game is able to stay alive, if they can go for 125-plus, then that takes pressure off Joe Milton. If the running game's not there, I really worry for what the Vols can do offensively. Let's look at some of these key road games. Uh, Travis will get us started uh, as, as one of my favorite posters. He says that we didn't handle the noise very well in the swamp. You know, I don't know that it was the noise so much as not having Cooper. Guys, was that the noise or was it not having Cooper or a little bit of both? Josh, what do you think? Both. I would start with Cooper. I don't know if Tennessee wins that game if Cooper Mays is out there, but I know Tennessee has a better chance. He's, one, a really good player. Two, he's a calming influence. He's the guy that makes that offense go. If he's on, if he's in on uh, at center in that game, does the hit on Joe that leads to the interception, which gave Florida a big advantage in the middle of that run in the first half, does it happen? I would say probably not, right? So uh, it at least gives Tennessee a better fighting chance if they still start out slow in the first half because the defense was able to make corrections play better in the second half. The offense just couldn't catch up and make enough plays, and they kept uh, making mistakes to hurt themselves. So um, I, I think it's I think it's a big deal to have Cooper in this spot. If he weren't playing, I wouldn't give Tennessee a chance to beat Alabama. And yeah, I don't I don't know how much better of a chance he gives them, but he gives them one. If it were Ollie Lane, if it were the starting offensive line from the Florida game this week, yeah. You know, by the way, I don't know if they would have beaten Texas A and M. So uh, I definitely All wouldn't right. pick them against. I wouldn't pick them or give them much of a shot against Bama. Yeah, a different sort of front, a 3-3 front, Walter Nolan, no Cooper. I think A&M wins that game. I think he's that important. Uh, portions of the program brought to you by Campbell Cunningham, Taylor, and Hanna. Look at me. I've had LASIK. I think Josh has, too, as a matter of fact. Enjoy life better when you see better. Local vision service for LASIK, cataract surgery, and regular eye examination, cctis.com. And I know Caleb wants to talk about the Cox, so go ahead. Um, <laughs> last year that is. Go ahead. Um, so yeah, Josh. Uh, talking about the South Carolina game, isn't that game? It's funny because we're we're doing this as a confluence of Tennessee struggling on the road under Josh Heupel and Vanderbilt. We all know doesn't count because that's a home game for Tennessee whenever they go to Nashville. But isn't the South Carolina game different from the Georgia and the Florida game in the sense of? I didn't see communication issues on offense that when they were moving the ball fine until Hendon Hooker got hurt. Wasn't that just the defense just didn't get off the bus that day? Isn't it a little bit different from the other two? Yeah, the offense wasn't able to keep up with South Carolina. Rare do we have a conversation about Tennessee's offense if they're finding some success not being able to keep up. But uh, few offenses would have been able to match what South Carolina was able to do last year. And that's a reminder that this team is different. This Tennessee football team did have a rough first half on defense against Florida, but the defense is much better, I think, than last year's group and uh, is not susceptible to breakdowns like we saw a year ago. Could be proven wrong this week, but I feel comfortable saying that. So I think it was a combination of issues. The other problem has been in the past, if Tennessee falls behind multiple scores, as good as Josh Heupel's offenses have been, they've struggled to come back. And that was the position Tennessee was in last year against South Carolina. I do feel comfortable saying if Bama gets up 14-0 early, it's going to be really challenging for Tennessee to come back and win the game. But uh, yeah, it was it was both. The, the defense had the worst day 
no doubt, against South Carolina last year. And the offense found some problems, which made things even worse in trying to catch up. Here's my thought on the South Carolina game. That was a cluster from the get. I think there are all kinds of issues. I don't think communications was the issue. But the Georgia game, to me, and they got loud because of your cohort, Eric Ainge, poking the bear, and that's fine. Um, it was good content. But that was the one where I thought that, eh, this Tennessee offense isn't communicating at a high level, and they had a lot of pre-snap penalties. I talked to Cooper about that yesterday on mm -hmm. the Vol Report, brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning. In other words, I don't think it's an overall trend because they like to communicate and move fast. I don't think it's an issue the more I look at it. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Let me start with Josh. But are there any other games where you thought they went out there and just didn't communicate well in their up-tempo style? We mentioned South Carolina, which was different. Uh, other than Georgia, under Josh Heupel, can you recall a time where they just kind of went out there and were discombobulated because of the crowd? I, no, yeah, no, not really. Um, I mean, two years ago, I think it was more of just a talent disadvantage and some of the road losses. Remember Jimmy Callaway's drop. I mean, I don't know if that was a, a pressure situation, but that's not communication when he dropped the ball on fourth down, which was a pivotal moment in that game. Uh, last year, it's, it's a combination of, yeah, the crowd was terrific. It affected Tennessee, similar to the Texas A&M game this past weekend, A&M's backed up at its own one. You have the crowd on top of you. Uh, the defense is all fired up because of it. They have an advantage. Tennessee's D-line had the advantage against A&M's offensive line, and it overwhelmed Texas A&M, led to a punt return. Well, last year, backed up at the goal line. Defense has an advantage for Georgia against Tennessee's O-line. They're overwhelmed by the crowd. Jalen Carter wrecks the offensive line. And, uh, I mean, that was pretty much all she wrote in the way that game was going to go. So uh, there was a, a clear talent advantage for Georgia. The team was fired up because Tennessee came in as the number one team in the playoff ranking, despite Georgia having not lost, and they were the reigning champs. And then the crowd was all into it, as uh, you described. So that was that was a combination of issues, but no doubt the crowd affected Tennessee. That crowd, though, would affect anybody. That crowd would affect I think any offense in the country, including Tennessee's, which was the best scoring-wise in the nation. Let's go to four downs. Josh, did you rip off four downs from me, or did I rip it off from you? You ripped it off from me. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Yeah, four problem. downs. Four questions. Uh, uh. Four answers. The Dave Hooker Show. Four. Four. four downs. A presentation of offthehooksports.com. I thought I did it on the new Sentinel Sports page way back in the day, but I may have ripped it off from you. It's called sampling, and if I did rip it off from you, it's a compliment because it's very good. All right, let's get to – we're going to run through these quickly as we're going to be reminded what we need to do by Cooper Mays. Cooper Mays here. Hit like and subscribe. All right, first down for Coop. Coop here, first down. Best road win in the Hypel era at Tennessee. What do you got? I'll go LSU because it was dominant. Yeah, I'll say LSU as well, taking over the stadium. And it was a team in LSU that went on to win the West. It wasn't a great team, but that was a team that Tennessee that went on to win the West and Tennessee dominated. And fans are forever going to have the fond memories of the game. Move quick, my friend, Caleb. You guys are both wrong. It's Kentucky 2021. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sweat down, Coop. Cooper Mays here. 
second down. Worst road loss has to be Georgia last year. Everything on the line, right? No, South Carolina. Because even with the Georgia loss, they were in a position to go to the playoff if they just take care of business. And Tennessee was favored by 22 points in the game. Uh, the, the loss was upsetting uh, against Georgia, but Georgia was the better team and favored to win the game and did. Okay, Caleb? Yeah, it's South Carolina. South Carolina last year. I think Josh alluded to this earlier, third down. Tennessee center Cooper Mays here, third down. Up-tempo a factor in any of these bad road performances? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. Caleb? I, I think so. I think that can cause a lot of pre-snap penalties, and I think it's a factor in general because Tennessee start this year is having many of those penalties at home. Okay, so that leads me to this. Yeah, that, they're the most penalized team in the SEC. Sorry to, to jump on the setup, but they're the most penalized team in the SEC, which is something to watch this week away from home. Ooh, good point. All right, here we go. All SEC center Cooper Mays here, fourth down. So is it an Achilles heel of this offense or just a stub toe? I'm sorry, what are we referring to? Communicating on the road in hostile environments. Um. Well, I think it's an Achilles heel until they prove us otherwise, prove prove us wrong on that front. So uh, I think Cooper helps with that. So I think they'll be better, but are they good enough? That's still a big question. Okay, Caleb, I'm going to get to Kamal Haddon. Yeah, I'm going to go Achilles heel. I'm going to go Achilles heel. And I'm not counting the LSU game last year. That wasn't really a road game because, again, LSU at, at LSU home games at noon are not home games for LSU. The crowds never into it at noon games. 